This is Josh Trent. You're at Wellness and Wisdom. And today is a special solo cast where I'm going to go through all the information I know to be true about all the reasons why unconscious capitalism shatters the mind and how we can exit mental slavery. Look, this is not a new concept. We all know that Bob Marley's song and Rage Against the Machine and The Matrix, they all shared one thing in common. They all pointed a finger at how we ourselves lock ourselves in a jail that we hold the key to get out of. Can you relate to this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you feel like right now you're in a job or a relationship or a body or a neighborhood, just somewhere where you feel like you're locked in and you can't get out? You're having anxiety. You're having some OCD symptoms. You're exhibiting symptoms of mental health. You have some issues around mental health. Take a deep breath. And just know that you're not alone. That's the first thing I want to tell you. In this solo cast today, I'm going to explain and unpack why unconscious capitalism shatters the mind. We're going to talk about what causes mental health, the different forms of OCD, the different forms of mental illness, my own experience with that, anxiety and depression. And the big one, by the end of this podcast, you're going to go home with is how to exit mental slavery. Let's dig in. This is near and dear to my heart. You know, right now I'm about a year, almost a year and a half into being a father. And I can definitely tell you that if you're a parent, you already know what I'm talking about. But if you want to have children, you'll learn this soon enough. Sleep deprivation is real. When you bring a life into the world, and for the moms out there, it's even worse. But when you bring a life into the world, there are so many things that come up inside of you as a mother or a father that need to be healed for your inner child. In other words, for you to be able to care and love and support and be there for your son or daughter that you bring into the world, you have to look at all the parts inside of yourself that really are asking to be healed. And this is a big part of why people take jobs or get stuck in careers that they actually fucking hate. I've been there. When I was in my 20s, I was a personal trainer for 10 years. And I told myself a story that I would put money in one box and I would put my dream in another. I just justified it. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll stop being a trainer. I'll go to corporate America. I'll get a safe job. And I say safe in air quotes because there's no such thing as safety. To live is to die. To live is to be unsafe, which is actually the, the bleeding edge of life. You live life free when you live life on the edge of uncertainty and of not being safe. Later, we'll talk more about that. What am I saying here? Have you ever sacrificed your joy? Have you ever disconnected from your soul, abandoned yourself and said, oh, I'll do something safe so that I can take care of my kids, fulfill my responsibilities or fill in the blank? If it's you, it's all good because I've been there. I have absolutely been there. And this has been the seven year journey with wellness and wisdom to unpack all the different lessons that I have learned to, to literally unlearn all the ways that I have allowed unconscious capitalism to shatter my mind. So that is the pre-frame for the first part of this solo cast. What exactly is unconscious capitalism and why do people, why do we allow ourselves as human beings to get sucked in to justifying, to be a participant in this unconscious capitalistic system and how does it shatter our mind? Conscious Capitalism, a great, great resource for this, was actually written by John Mackey and a co-author. John Mackey, you know, was the CEO of Whole Foods. And John Mackey described conscious capitalism as a way that stakeholders can be involved with one another. 
So to be a stakeholder means that you actually have skin in the game. You're not a cog in a wheel. Every single dollar that the company earns, you get a piece of that dollar. That is a true stakeholder mentality. That is a entrepreneurial mentality. And that is truly a co-creative mentality. So conscious capitalism means that we're all stakeholders. Unconscious capitalism means that we trade our soul for the dollar. Let me go more. We trade our soul for the dollar, not because we want to, but because we're afraid, we're in fear. We're in fear because our mom and dad were in fear, their mom and dad were in fear, and probably six, seven, eight, nine, ten generations back. You see, we came from a land where scarcity was taught from the man at the pulpit to the mothers that held children in old Dutch oven homes where the soot would line the ceiling. Like we come from an era of fear. And to deny that is actually to be very naive. So let's just be honest that unconscious capitalism has been literally running the world, including today, for so long, literally for millennia. And it came down to this one point in our human experience that I don't know exactly when it happened, but we all know it's to be true. We all know this is true. At some point in our human understanding, we decided that winner can take all. And when we did that, Winner takes all, that mentality creates scarcity for some and creates massive abundance for others. Now, you could look at the work of Jordan Peterson that I'll link in the show notes, and I love his reference of the lobster, you know, the lobster and the general social hierarchy that is still alive and well, but I'll talk about how the social hierarchy can actually be not so stressful and you can plug into the social hierarchy by living your purpose and exiting mental slavery. That's actually the best way to be higher up in the hierarchy without having to struggle. But if you look at why this winner-take-all mentality probably became a construct, it's because there was a threat of danger. There was a threat of death. So if we break it down, and I talk about this in the last solo cast, it's joshtrent.com forward slash 464. When we really look at why the mind gets corrupted, it's because of fear. And when we look at why the winner-take-all mentality, which turned into the social hierarchy, which really at the core of it, if we go five whys deep in the process that I call EI2 or emotional intelligence squared, where you go deep in that process, and that's at joshtrent.com forward slash 464. At the bottom of your fifth question, when you go five whys deep, the reason why we all have, or maybe still are, participating as a cog in a wheel in unconscious capitalism is because we feel like we might die if we don't. We feel like we might not have a roof over our head if we don't, that we might not be able to feed ourselves or our children. And I want to just pause here because that shit is real. That shit is real. But on the exact opposite of that reality is another reality that is also simultaneously real and so much more empowering. And so, yes, if you are participating and you are disempowered in an unconscious capitalistic system, then yeah, if you don't continue to participate, you could lose all your money. You could not be able to eat. You could be forced to live on skid row and hold all your belongings in a shopping cart with your hair all matted up. But that's not the only path. As you know, in duality, that there's singularity that holds that duality. So inside of that duality, there's always going to be two paths. There's always going to be multiple paths inside of every path. And so on the other subsequent and simultaneous path of there being 100% scarcity and fear of death that makes you participate as a cog in a wheel in the unconscious capitalistic system, the other path is 
your soul's journey, your soul's purpose. And this is what Joseph Campbell talks about with his hero's journey, separation, initiation, and return. And you know that there is going to be some time, and I can speak to this from personal experience, there is going to be some time when you reject, either through disease being a starting point for that or mental health being a starting point for that, where you'd actually say, I will not be a fucking slave in this unconscious capitalistic system anymore. I would rather die than be a cog in this disgusting wheel that uses my life force energy, my chi, to feed itself a bottomless pit, this unconscious capitalistic system. Now, I am not anti-capitalism. I am pro-capitalism. I'm pro-conscious capitalism. And in conscious capitalism, there is this delta between when you start to have mental health issues, when you start to have physical issues, when you start to have stress manifest physical disorder or physical distress, that is a clear signal that you are already on the path to exiting this mental slavery. That is a clear path that your mind is probably shattered as mine was, which I'll talk about in a second. And in my experience, my friend, I think that's the only way. I think that's the only way to exit this mental slavery. It's to understand exactly where you are in the delta of being a completely disempowered cog in the unconscious capitalistic wheel versus how much stress and pain and discomfort are you going to experience before you tell yourself, that's it. I am exiting this mental slavery. I am going to walk the path of consciousness. I'm going to walk the path of conscious capitalism. Now, that could be a month, that could be a year, that could be a decade or more. That choice is up to you. But why unconscious capitalism shatters the mind, I can paint through my own story. My own story was that I was raised in an environment where I was told from a very early age by my mother and father that money doesn't grow on trees, expect the worst to happen, and money causes pain. Money is for rich people. Money is hard to get. This is so expensive. Even now, even now I'm in my forties, my mom still, <laughs> my mom's, and I laugh because not, not to put her down. I laugh because it's just, once you know the truth, everything else becomes humorous. She still to this day asks me, well, how much is that? There's still a fear. There's still a programmed fear in there. So we all have to see where that lives inside of ourselves. Where has the programming of fear taught us that we absolutely must be without any other path a cog in a wheel of the unconscious capitalistic system. Take a moment and just reflect in your entire life and ask yourself, when did I first get messages about money that I had to be a wheel in the unconscious capitalistic machine? When was that? And put your hand in your stomach, put your hand in your heart. And right now in this moment, believe, I want you to believe with your breath. Take a big breath in, take a big breath out. I want you to believe that there is another way. And the way out of this mental slavery is for you to be honest, take a, a true emotional inventory at joshtrent.com forward slash 464, the EI2 process. Take a true emotional inventory and be curious about how you can exit this mental slavery. Now, there will be discomfort. Going back to my story, there will be discomfort. I was raised in an environment with a lot of familial programming that created scarcity and fear around money. And by the time I was in my late 20s, I was burning out of personal training. I did not want to fucking count reps on a clipboard anymore. I was done. 
I, I was done. Even though I was, quote, an entrepreneur working for myself in a studio, I was still a cog in the wheel to the clients that I was serving, where they would come and see me as a personal trainer after their nail appointment, or they just really wanted to talk. And when we're not fulfilled by what we do, when the soul starts to decay, when the soul, I've, I've explained this before as waking up in the morning and committing spiritual suicide, when we're doing something we're not aligned with in our soul, it starts to decay a part of us that we can't explain, but we all can feel. And you know what I'm talking about. That death feeling that you wake up in the morning and embrace, death warmed over. There is a way out of this. And for me, the way out of this came through a huge construct of pain. I'll never forget, I had left personal training. I had gone to corporate America for the quote, safe money in air quotes, and I got fired. I got fired because my soul wanted me to exit mental slavery. I wanted to exit the unconscious capitalistic system, but I truly did not know how. I had no examples. No one in my family had been an entrepreneur. I had no friends that I knew that were successful entrepreneurs. I literally had to scratch and fight and crawl to get myself out of the hole. And that may be your story too, or it may not be, but whatever it means for all of us to get out of the hole we have to be willing to not live there anymore, to not sit in the muck at the bottom of the discomfort and honestly, the depression or anxiety that we live in on a daily basis. And the unconscious capitalistic system, it feeds on this, right? It feeds on myself at 33, 34, literally having a split of my psyche to where one night on a golf course, I had a, a conversation with God and I said, God, in the past six months, I've put my mom in a mental home I've gotten fired from a quote, safer, safe corporate job. I've broke up with a woman I thought I was going to be with. I mean, literally like my family, my health, my wealth, everything was crashing to the ground. A true like Phoenix burning in the ashes moment. And I, with tears in my eyes, I looked up at the sky. It was the golf course at the Omni La Costa in Carlsbad. And I just started crying. And I said, God, if you want me to live the life I've been living, then I don't want to live anymore. I don't, I don't want to live anymore because that's not worth it to me. It's not worth it to me to be some kind of servant to someone else's dream, some kind of cog in the wheel for someone else's dream. I would rather die, God, than live that life. And from that moment forward, I started to close the gap. I started to really understand the delta between surrendering my soul for unconscious capitalism and empowering my soul for conscious capitalism. And that was the moment. And, you know, I'm here seven years later, so it's easier for me to talk about it now. But seven years is a long time. That's almost 10% or more of someone's life. So I dedicated 10% or more of my life to not being a slave. And look, there's still ways that I'm a slave. We're all slaves in some way. And I think that's a lifetime process of letting that go. But as the pre-frame for some of the other mental health disorders and, and really how to exit the mental slavery that I'm going to talk about in the rest of our solo cast today, it's really important for us to just take in where exactly we are. And I hope through my story on the golf course that you can really feel where I was. I, I didn't want to live anymore. I, I literally, I never thought about suicide or anything, but I was like, damn, I understand why people are homeless. I understand why people give up. I understand. I understand. Because in order to truly understand something, you have to have an integration of the experience that you've learned. And so that's why it's hard for me to understand why people that have never really had challenge and hardship, deep hardship, 
could ever coach others through the hardship they're having. So let's take a pause here and reflect. So far, we've gone over what exactly is unconscious capitalism, what is conscious capitalism, how it shatters our mind, how it's disempowering versus empowering, and the delta between the two. If you need more clarity on that, I suggest you rewind, go from the beginning, listen to the whole thing again. In the second part of our solo cast, we're going to talk about some of the mental health disorders and diseases that one experiences. And this is a way you can identify if you know you are a cog in the wheel of an unconscious capitalistic system. So what causes mental health in the first place? I've had a lot of experience with depression and anxiety in my life. Uh, My mom was manic bipolar. I am the only member in my family that at some point has not taken SSRIs. Everyone else has taken SSRIs. And so whether it's epigenetic expression or epigenetic, um, emotional epigenetics, what's all going on with the world right now is actually an expression of our collective mental health. Feel into this. Whatever you are experiencing times 8 billion That's what's going on in the world outside of you. So with everything going on in our world right now, the lockdowns, the mask wearing, the freaking virus theater, I mean, the the insanity, the divisional language, forget all that for a second. And just think about what is the opposite of health? The opposite of health is disease because the opposite of disease is ease. We all know that when we're living a life of ease, that there is a certain flow, there's a certain peace that we all experience. And that peace, in in my experience, that peace can only come from courage and that courage can only come from the wisdom of life experience. So the best way you can identify if you're having any type of mental health issue is, do you have a spiritual practice? Do you have a meditative practice? Or in other words, how do you feel when you sit quietly with yourself? How do you feel when you sit quietly with yourself? when you're alone, when no one else is there with you, and when you're just in stillness and in the quietness of your own home, what are the voices? What are the words? What are the tyrants? What are the generals? What is the narrative that happens in your mind? And just be honest with yourself. Do you tend to have looping thoughts? Do you tend to have a deep well of grief that you're experiencing? Do you tend to have a proclivity towards rumination or towards anxiety? And just be honest with yourself. And the whole whole point of this is that there's no shame when you do this, right? This is just a, a, a place where you can be honest with yourself. And then you can unwind from there because until you shine light on something, until you're honest with yourself about the way you actually feel, there's no steps you can take to get out of the hole to get out of feeling the distress or the discomfort. And so the cause of mental health issues are from trauma. And trauma is almost like a, visualize it as a balloon filled with water. And whenever you're triggered by someone or something or some event that reminds you of the trauma that that balloon is holding, the water inside of the balloon is the trauma, a little squirt of water, a little bit of water is going to come out. And that water in the balloon inside of you, it might come out as anger or resentment or rage or judgment or deceit or lying or cheating, whatever it is, all the things that come from the balloon that we hold inside of us and the water inside of that balloon, which represents trauma, it can manifest in so many ways. It can manifest as OCD. 
It can manifest as anxiety or depression. And obviously we know if you listen to joshtrent.com forward slash 464, anxiety is a lack of trust in oneself that the future can be handled. So it's a, a fear of the future. And depression is a rumination of the past. And we'll talk about how to get out of and, and why anxiety and depression actually are servants of the present moment because they always guide us back to the present moment. But before we do, let's unpack a little bit more about OCD. OCD, all forms of OCD are similar in that a trigger occurs causing intrusive thoughts, which then cause distress and anxiety and ultimately lead to compulsive behavior. Now, compulsive behavior can be a lot of different things. It could be cleaning or contamination OCD. You know, you have to have the papers on the counter perfect or the napkins counted. Uh, there can be a secondary OCD compulsory behavior like symmetry or counting where you have to know the numbers of everything. You have to count the plates in the cupboard or count the forks in the drawer, order and symmetry. There can be, um, which happens to most people, harmful or fearful thoughts OCD harmful or fearful thoughts, OCD, where there's a fear of what might happen if you walk down an alleyway, you know, this irrational fear, irrational fear essentially that creates these looping thoughts. And then lastly, there's a hoarding OCD. You've seen on TV where people like take an entire restaurant and fill it in their house, or they have like food from 15 years ago. The, the hoarder show gives me the creeps. I can't even watch it, but this is real. I want to have compassion here. The, the misuse of psychedelics and the misuse of what I call spiritual commoditization, where people are forced to continue to reflect on themselves so much that they'll stay with a partner that actually abuses them or causes trauma. These two things are real. The misuse of psychedelics and the spiritual commoditization of all this nomenclature about, well, how is it your resistance or how is it you not trusting? This is huge. I'm going to link a resource that's called Cover Story, where there was a big, big awakening in the psychedelic community where because of sexual misconduct and because of those two things I just shared with you, that psychedelic facilitators were actually abusing participants. And the language that they were using is, is not unlike any other vertical, not unlike any other way that therapists or coaches or healers can abuse their clients or their patients. And they say they say things like, how is that your resistance showing up? Or how is it you not trusting? Just trust, just trust. I mean, it's literally disgusting when I feel into it. So let's loop back around. The causes of OCD, we've talked about the parts of OCD. We've talked about what can actually spark through trauma, the manifestations of OCD. I once heard Jordan Peterson describe OCD as a trauma response when the nervous system is so full that it is the only way out. OCD sometimes is the only way out. And, and by the way, there are several categories of OCD besides the four that I talked about. There can be relationship OCD, pedophilia OCD, sexual orientation OCD, where somebody's like, oh my God, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I a woman? Am I a boy? That's a big one now that is in the focus of the media. And that's a whole nother podcast. But there is a lot of gender dysphoria that I believe is, is a trauma response in our society where kids are being brought into this world. It's such a challenging, and my heart goes out to them, it's such a challenging world for kids to grow up in right now. Who knows if this whole trans and gender dysphoria movement isn't just a massive trauma response to the severity of life for these young souls that came into the world 
And maybe they just didn't know exactly how traumatic this world would be. We might think something is conscious, but it's really unconscious that is fueled from trauma. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm curious how you feel. You can write to me at admin at wellnessforce.com or you can link um, in the blog post over on this solo cast. So back to the OCD conversation. I, I think the cause of OCD, yes, is trauma, but all these different ways that it expresses itself, we have to really look at what it is. When someone's having OCD, and I've had this myself, I had my psyche completely shattered from doing way too much ayahuasca. Thank God, and I'm putting my hand on my heart right now, thank God that I knew Paul Check and that I had a community around me and that I had 300 episodes of healers and counselors and therapists that I could lean on. It took me almost two years, two years to relieve myself of the OCD thoughts that were looping in my mind. And the way that I did it, honestly, was through prayer. I did it through prayer. I did it through nourishing my wellness pentagon, my mental, physical, emotional, financial, and then lastly, spiritual, which I'm going to go deep into now. But beyond the spiritual, you do have to nourish the other four sides of yourself, And so the best way that you can really exit mental slavery or exit OCD or exit the ramifications of really just going through a traumatic experience for so many of us called life is that you must have a connection to something bigger than just you. You must have a connection to God. And I'm not talking about a a, a white bearded Santa that lives on a cliff I'm talking about the God that loves you, the God where you came from, the God inside of you, the God outside of you, the God that gives you love and the God that is dark and light, the God that is no thing and everything at the same time. You must have a communion and understanding of God, but you cannot shortcut that understanding. You cannot take a pill or do a ceremony or go to a weekend workshop or go to even a church for a day. You cannot know God through shortcut. You can only know God through life experience, through being a heretic. And so here's how you do it. You have your practice with the EI2. And again, I'm going to link to joshtrent.com forward slash 464. You do that EI2 process. You get honest and clear with yourself. And then you ask God this one really powerful question. After you've done your work, You've gone through all the different teaching points and all the different actions that we've talked about so far on this podcast. You get in a place of stillness, you do your breath work, and you ask God, God, what do I most need to learn? And how can I be most humble to learn it? God, I'm in pain. God, I'm having these thoughts, God, I'm having intrusive energy, I'm having issues in my life. My life does not feel, my life does not look, my life is not what I want it to be. How can I be most humble to learn what you want me to learn? And just be with that for a moment and put your hand on your heart, your hand on your stomach and think about your entire ancestral lineage that may have asked that exact same question in the exact same way with the exact same severity that you're asking it now. I think that to be a human is to have universal shared experience around trauma and around adversity. 
and feel compassion for yourself and for every ancestor that may be in the exact situation or, or a semi different situation or uniquely different situation than you. But just know that all of us to be human is to experience trauma and to experience adversity. So go back with your hand on your heart. And one more time, let go of having to use your mind to fix what you're feeling now. And in your stillness, God, what do I most need to learn? How can I be most humble to learn it? I mean, I can feel that. I'm getting emotional just talking to you right now. I can feel that in my entire body because that is the way out. The only way out is through and the only way through is God. The misuse of psychedelics, the, the shattering that I experienced, it was a gift, but I would not wish that gift on any human being because some people might not make it out. There also is repressed childhood trauma or just trauma in general that will tend to appear if one is leading a life out of alignment. And this is all for our good. This is all a good thing that this is coming up. It's, it wants to be healed. And so if you took one thing from this podcast today, know that Every teaching point, every speaking point, every single tidbit or, or wisdom that you've received, all of that is leading you towards that fundamental question at the altar of humility that we shared together. And that is the way that you stoke your wellness pentagon, that you stoke the fire of your life, that you bring more zest into your being is by taking care of your entire pentagon, but also having a focus of healing the mind by not using the mind to heal itself, of healing the mind by opening your heart to the grace of God and knowing that God is not some kind of archetype that you read in a book or that you were told what God was by your parents. There is a huge, huge wave of awareness coming in our world right now. And I think that that awareness is really just a byproduct of the healing that you are experiencing. I am experiencing individually, and that is rippling out to the collective. Let's talk about how to exit the last phase of mental slavery. We've touched on it. We've focused on it. We've gone around it a little bit. We've talked about how to go through it. The number one reason that I think most people are in mental slavery is because they don't know their purpose, or if they try to live their purpose, they feel like they might be broke, and then they feel like they might be in fear of death. That's the core of it all. So how to exit mental slavery comes with a question that brings us the courage to experience the peace. And the question is, do I have to know my purpose to live my life on purpose? Do I have to know my exact purpose to live my life on purpose? And the, the beauty of this, the answer is no. Be ready. Be ready for this balloon to pop a little bit and for some of the stress and the anxiety you feel to go away because you can simply be a curious, compassionate, inquiring human and simultaneously be on the path to finding your purpose, which essentially is your purpose. So I'll say that again. No, you do not have to know your exact purpose to live your life on purpose. There's peace there. Now there's courage because you have to have the courage to know that sometimes finding your purpose is the purpose itself. In other words, you don't have to know your purpose to find it. Sometimes just being in the space between knowing and not knowing your purpose is actually your purpose. It's so relieving, isn't it? You don't have to solve the problems of the world today. <laughs> you just have to look at the honesty of the problems of the world inside of yourself. You have to nourish your wellness pentagon and you have to especially ask God or higher power 
in stillness or meditation from the hardships I've had, from the joy that I feel, what do I most need to learn and how can I be most humble to learn it? I hope you feel that. I trust that you go with an action step for you to go back to joshtrent.com forward slash 464. Take yourself through the entire EI2 process. Let me know, write to me, tag me on social. The way out of mental slavery is to know what unconscious capitalism does and how it fuels mental health and mental health disease. Once you know that, once you have awareness to know thyself is to be empowered enough to change thyself. You can do this because you are loved, you are supported, and you are on the right path. Everything you heard can be found at joshtrent.com forward slash 466. Head over to the website, Nourish Your Wellness Pentagon in the store page, joshtrent.com forward slash store with up to 40% off of everything that you need to nourish yourself and to hold up and fortify all five sides of your wellness Pentagon. That's joshtrent.com forward slash store. And everything you heard today is found at joshtrent.com forward slash 466. Until I see you again, from my heart to yours, thank you for being a part of this podcast, of this movement and understanding how do we gather the wellness and wisdom in our life so we can live our life well. So until I see you for the next episode, I'm wishing you love and wellness. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am. One of the things I love to do is synergy stack. I've talked about this on a few episodes, but specifically when it comes to our gut health and our cognition, I love synergy stacking with our premier sponsors products from Paleo Valley. The first thing that I do is I take what's called neuro effect. This is found over at joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Neuro effect actually improves the speed time in the way your synapses communicate to one another so you can have better verbal fluency and a pick-me-up without caffeine. Isn't that absolutely amazing? I love to synergy stack this with the turkey cranberry sticks that are also great for my gut-brain axis that give me better gut health to help me rise above dysbiosis with the organically raised and humanely processed turkey and beef both from Paleo Valley. You can synergy stack. You can do this. It does not have to be complicated. Pick up a bottle of Neuro Effect and your turkey cranberry orange turkey sticks. Throw in a couple beef sticks as well so you can be more energized without caffeine using the power of synergy stacking. joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Use the code Josh. You get 15% off. Now let's get back to the podcast. Thank you for being here with us on the podcast. You can access all the wellness and the wisdom over at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. You can get every single thing you need to access all the wisdom you have inside of your body and heart and soul right at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. If you want to be coached directly by me and be a part of this thriving wellness force global community, just go to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start your journey today. Get the M21 wellness guide with six science-backed practices that'll help you body, mind, and soul start your day with the right intention and the right mindset so your physical body can give you love back. That's joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start today. I'm waiting for you. You have the community right here, right now at your fingertips. You just have to have the courage to take the first step. joshtrent.com forward slash M21 to get your free 21-day, six-part science-backed guide.